0: Indeed. Yes, indeed. Today is Sunday, December 6th. This is part two uh, or part one, depending on whichever you listen to first uh, of uh, today's action. So uh, this is going to be the Mid Park Memoirs Chapter 7 feature conversation with my good friend, Warsaw, Poland resident, Zimbabwe immigrant, Clifton Um uh, I wanted to do the conversation in the in the episode just separately this time. Uh, just so people could focus on the conversation, or you know, go back to the episode if they want. Uh, I did it. Uh, in the first Power episode, uh, in November with Julia Vega, and I apologized to her. She was kind of my guinea pig there, with uh, you know, working through the f- featuring a, a mid uh, Mid Park memoirs section during the Power episode. So this month, decided to put them separate. Give me some feedback, let me know what you think. But uh, like I said, I just wanted to give people a chance to focus on the conversation specifically. Um, and then, you know, the, the power episode itself is over uh, on a separate one. But uh, Cliff, you know, I, I've said a few different places here is a tremendously, tremendously uh, smart. I mean, that's that's the first word that comes to my mind. I mean, uh, this is a man who has lived in two different countries. He knows three different languages. He has to speak all of those languages probably every single day at some point. Uh, he's got two children, uh, two beautiful children, beautiful wife, uh, incredible family man. Um, I met Cliff, uh, when we were working together, uh, gosh, when would this have been now? Already about three years ago. Um, Obviously digitally, we've never actually met in person uh but we've we've stayed close uh, you know ever since um and you know at, at the job that I worked at with cliff um his office there in Warsaw was essentially our primary um uh, call center um for assistance for where I worked at the time, and whenever I needed anything uh Cliff was the first person that I would go to um, Albert on that side of things. I mean, he is reliable. He's trustworthy. Uh, he cares. You know, I I could go on and on, you know, oh, uh, you will hear that in his voice. You will hear that in his in his tone. Um, but, you know, I wanted to get him on just to give a perspective of what he's seen in his life. Not that, you know, I make it sound like he's, you know, Uh, been to war you know it's nothing nothing crazy i just think uh it's a really interesting perspective you know we were chatting um a couple weeks ago already and i just again it it clicked with me when he was talking about his perspective of america and um you know what he's seen moving from zimbabwe uh as a black man you know from a predominantly black culture to a predominantly caucasian culture and country in poland Um, and then like I said of course what he's seen in America and and when he was talking I just said again man I've got to get you on here Um, and I know that he is a little uh, hesitant because you know he doesn't necessarily think that uh, we're going to get anything from his perspective but I have continued to reiterate to him that uh, this is extremely important and I know for a fact that you guys are going to um, you know, I know my audience and, and, you know, people were, what people were interested in and what people wanted to learn and things that are important for people to know as well too. And, um, this is undoubtedly, uh, one of those things, you know, with, with a number of, uh, the topics that Cliff dives into here, but just starting out with, uh, his life in Zimbabwe a little bit, uh, how he met his wife and, and, uh, how their family developed, how they got to Poland and then. Um, you know, like I said, his perspective of moving to Poland and that whole experience and having to learn, I mean, really a whole new life. Uh, this was back in 2012, and so he's been there for eight years already, and uh, then kind of diving into his perspective of America as well. And, and it's very interesting, and um, really hope you guys get a lot from it. Feedback, please. Always wanting to know what's going on out there. Um, and then like I said, you know, if you're listening to this first, you can pop back over to the uh, December edition of the mid park power podcast, or, uh, of course if you've already uh, listened to that and this is your second trip over here, or this is your second uh, thing, appreciate you coming into both of them. Um, you know, the, the Midpark multimedia brand continues to grow. I know I say that a lot and I harp on that a lot, but I just, I, I, I uh, I say that because of, because of you, I, I want to let people know that I, I don't say that to, to brag or anything at all that that is, Uh, a testament to the people that are listening that is a testament to the people uh, that are clicking on the website that are interested in the content that is being put out there's no advertising dollars that are going out here so all of it is just simply genuine interest Um, so it means a lot to me i know it means a lot to clifton in this conversation uh, as well but uh, with that said i'm gonna stop rambling on here we'll get right into it like i said this is the mid park memoirs chapter seven conversation with my good friend clifton please enjoy and we will be back at the end just to wrap things up all right yes indeed we finally uh we're going international baby uh first first guest from the international uh space here i am super super excited um been trying to get uh old cliff here to come on for a little bit but i know he's busy as heck and he likes to keep his life uh, as private as possible so i had to pry it out of him uh but i appreciate him wholeheartedly Uh, for coming on you know we had a conversation last week and I just you know hearing his perspective there you know I tried to tell him again uh, man people people here will love to hear what you have to say Uh, so excited to have a little conversation here with Cliff just about you know his whole life and perspective on things and whatnot so first and foremost before we get into it Clifton welcome on in man thank you for joining us all the way from over in Warsaw Poland Yo, <laughs> yo,
1: oh. <laughs> rolling in yeah, with glad, the yo. Glad to be here. man.
0: Glad to be here. Yes. Yeah. Um, love it, love it, love it. So, yeah, we, there's a lot of places we could go. Um, I, I think the first, you know, thing that I'm curious about that I, you know, I know you haven't really gone into much detail with me in the time that we've known each other. Um, is just growing up in Zimbabwe. Um, you know, I know that you're from there. Obviously, I know that you were there until you were 27. Um, okay. yep. So good, good, obviously chunk of your life, uh, man. Just, just go into it. Whatever you want to share. Um.
1: Well, I mean, pretty much born and raised. Uh, it, it's called the Eastern Highlands. Uh, city called Mutare. So. Um, um come from a family of uh, quite a big family, about five kids. I'm um, the second one. Uh older brother just moved here actually. So um, nice. yeah, this my baby brother's been here as well, like for a couple of years as well. So it's kinda like all coming together. Um yeah, but then um I I've, I've 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 pretty much uh pretty much grew up in a family, uh just, you know, same old normal African lifestyles uh by African I mean you know we had a uh, a backyard and everything you guys we would be pretty much just hanging out as a family um everything and anyone would be in your business so <laughs> can't really just you know just, you be sharing a room with uh, my brother and you know my sisters also had their room and stuff yep. um then afterwards, uh, went on to primary school. So in Zimbabwe, because you have an uh, educational system, is quite straightforward. A bit different, I think, from y'all's because uh, grade one through to seven, I think now they changed it from grade zero, which is pretty much kindergarten. But then I don't know why they call it grade zero. Uh, all the way to grade seven. And then afterwards, um, they call it form one until form six. That's pretty much high school and secondary school. And then sure. afterwards, I then went on. To uh um, polytechnic college. So, this is more like um, it's not your uh, normal university because, you know, university will be okay. So, you're going to have a bachelor's, but here you're going to study a technical uh, program where you're actually working at the same time once you're studying. So, that's where I did uh, IT, uh, specializing in systems administration. Uh, was actually working at African University. That's where I met my uh, now Mrs. Uh, Fadzai. She was doing a environmental studies, uh, bachelor's then. So we just met. This is around 2009 mm-hmm. uh, through to 2010, and then 2011 we pretty much eloped. And so there you go.
0: That's the way has, to do it, man. That's the way to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it, in hindsight, you know, it could have been done in a bit better way, uh, obviously, because, you know, the parents, like, you know, approval, appro- approving of all of that. But hey, it happens, right? We hear Right. That. So, yeah, after that, moved to the capital. That's uh, in Harare. Uh, this is where Fatai is from. My, my my wife is where she's from. So,
0: capital neighbor, of Zimbabwe. So, yeah,
1: capital of Zimbabwe,
0: yeah. Yep. Lived there
1: for. Um, I would say it was because I worked there for a little bit and then I started my own thing with a friend of mine. Um, We pretty much were doing uh, selling uh, service desk systems uh, where I'd just be a middleman. Like we just get software that's already done and we pretty much just uh, sell it to, well, sell it and configure it like into the systems of uh, many big names like uh, Econet Wireless. This is what, this pretty much is a, uh, like a telecommunications company, Delta, which is uh, like for alcohol and stuff, like beers and stuff. Uh, apart from that, Tel One, they do the, you know, telecoms, but for landlines,
0: uh, mm-hmm. you know,
1: some people don't know what that is, but yeah, it's a phone that lives in your house, <laughs> pretty much.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it, it's been a while, it been a while.
1: Been a while, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, most of that, because after that, that's when pretty much moved here to Poland. Um, in
0: 2012.
1: 2012, like at the end of 2012, because we came here uh, Christmas. I think we landed in in, in, in Poland on Christmas Day, actually.
0: Oh, that's all, That's very interesting. Yeah, I actually when I moved to Nashville from from Ohio, you know, yeah. moved my life eight hours away. Uh, it was not Christmas, but it was two days after Christmas. It was right at the end of the year. Right, same right. thing. Um, very interesting. So, man, what what's what you just said is literally. I mean that's exactly a normal life, quote unquote normal that anybody here in America would say the exact that's same it. thing about the way they they you know were were raised with a family, they went to school, they went yes. and and met their wife or their and and had a job. I just yeah. I, I I point on that because you know there are so many people here that I feel like that think that that other countries are just all like these third world like people don't even exist and you're like carrying pots on your head like it's 1700 right uh, and it's just it's it's incredible to me that people don't really have that perspective so I'm glad that you shine that light on it and just it's you you lived a, a normal life except you were in Zimbabwe and we were in America uh yes. no different um <laughs> what what was the driving force behind to Poland and, like, how did that all come about?
1: Okay, so, I mean, it, it was more like um mutual decision. Like, uh, the main issue there was stability. Uh, zero stability was, you know, very prevalent in those days because we had this uh, government that was sort of like a, a government of national unity where the opposition and, the, you know, main party had we com- were forced to combine because of the economic situation. So what happened was it was um um more of a hey listen so here's what's happening life is good and everything but then what then happens if tomorrow we wake up and everything is back to normal or it's no longer as good as it is now. So what we're we gonna do? Because I can I can tell you one thing. It was a very rocky road like when we set up this whole company and stuff And this is something that I always appreciate my wife by because she was just there, you know, like she didn't care. Like it was more like you wake up and you're like, Hey, what's up? What's happening? Ah, nothing. Okay. So what, what we doing today? Yeah, no, I need to just check a few emails to see if, you know, my customers have responded and at least given me an order or something. If we don't have that, then I actually don't have anything going on today like that. You know, A lot of people underestimate the importance of support, but then support coming from your spouse where even if you're not actually making any money and they're actually just there and supportive of you is actually very important because for me, it really worked out well. Very huge, yeah. So, you know, when it then started working out, it was working out and it was obviously interesting and nice, but then there was also the hardships and the really down times where, it was more like, you know, survival of the fittest type of thing, yep. sink or swim type of thing. And we swam and we swam and we got out. So the driving force there was, again, you know, mainly about, okay, so if this then, we, we if we lapse back into a system where there's less stability, again, what are we going to do? So this is when the plan came. You know what, we could actually move to Europe and just try to, reestablish ourselves there and see what's up i mean my initial plan was to actually get here and set up like my own business again um but then the time when i came through uh the situation here was it was a bit different because uh there's a lot of factors that we didn't actually take a look at or consider before actually moving (laughs) because poland was very random like
0: okay so that's dude i've always thought that it's i mean you've got you've got Uh, coming from zimbabwe and then just random poland (laughs) it
1: it, it was very random because the best choice would probably be england because you know we have like a lot of people i mean my my dad like lived in england like in the 70s for a while Uh so um it it was kind of like obviously you'd relate a bit more because english is spoken there so you know it's like Even our culture is pretty much entangled into the British system somehow.
0: Yeah, were you Um, speaking English? Because you grew up speaking, what is the language?
1: Well, we have Shona, but then English was the actual, you know, language we learned and got taught in in school, pretty much.
0: But the home language is, what is it called?
1: It's Shona.
0: Shona, so you have two different there that you were learning.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then got here, and then there's Polish. Like, everything is in Polish. Like the money is in Polish, the streets are in Polish,
0: yeah. um, the
1: the news is in Polish, everything is in Polish. So yeah, apart from where I work, because obviously we have to deal with American customers, for example, or yeah, British customers at some point. So you then can speak in English. But, but if
0: you go to McDonald's, the menu is in Polish.
1: Yeah, it's it, everything is in Polish. Like now it doesn't actually, you know, ref, like I don't see that anymore. It's like kind of normal.
0: Yep. But, yeah. First oh, I'm time. sure when you first moved in there, it was oh. a son of a bitch. <laughs> it was
1: weird, man. Like I remember landing at the airport. I'm like, okay, so, uh right. Wait. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I'm looking and I'm looking for the exit sign. Like, ah, uh, what is this? What have we done? And I, 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 I swear to God, this was a conversation we had for like I think two, three months going in, like, listen, and this was like our worst winter, because winter since that time has been getting better and better. Like, you know, this global warming, I think it's just been getting better and better and better. So it was like, yo, what have we done? This place is too cold. (laughs) They don't speak English. They don't, you know, like black people because even then it was a, a few black people. As well. Like by few, I mean, you literally see any black person on the road across the street. You just wave. That's, that's how it
0: works. And, so yeah. in, and this was that was going to be kind of my next question. So here in America, when, when I don't know if it's a thing there, but when two Jeeps drive by each other on the street, right. it's like it's like a cliche thing for the Jeeps to honk and wave at each other. The two drivers. So it just reminded me, like when you see yeah, just yeah. two black people yeah. on opposite sides of the street, like yo. <laughs> it was exactly like that, yo.
1: Know, like I, 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 I promise, it was like, oh my god, I saw a black person, and we got so excited because like, I, I, I thought it was just me, but then when I when I was with with the missus, it's like yo, you, you, that's a black person. She's like, that's a black person. Oh hey hey hey, you know, like <laughs> like hey, you know, and it was always like. Uh, normally, because you know, uh, it'd be our Nigerian brothers, you know, Nigerian sisters, uh, Ghanaian, Cameroonian, usually West Africans. That's the ones that were more available to see then. So it was like, oh, ah, okay, where are you from? I'm yeah. uh, from Cameroon. Where are you from? From Ghana. Oh, ah, Okay, cool, cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. But then, you know, it, gradually as we went in, I think around to 2014, 2015. We started seeing a bit more from Southern Africa now. So you'd have from, uh, you know, from um, Zimbabwe as well, from South Africa, uh, from uh, Botswana, from Mozambique as well. So, you know, you started having having them trickling in as well. So, you know, it was like, okay, cool. We have more
0: people. And did most of these people from Africa speak English, at least a little bit?
1: Yeah, mostly, yeah. Mostly was like, sub-Saharan would be English, for sure. Uh, but then some of these guys from West Africa, like from Gambia, Senegal, for example, those would be be uh, speaking French. But then gotcha. some like, they'll yep. still speak English eventually because, you know, Poland is more like, they're more pro-English as well. Like, now is a bit different. Like, you can just meet someone on the road, like, they usually speak English. They won't be comfortable or, you know, very easy to do it. But, you know, they, they would actually communicate, be able to communicate in English
0: for sure. Man, it's crazy. It's a melting pot. So when you you got, you know, just as you were saying there, man, you're being black, uh, moving to Poland. I mean, we're going to get to America here in a minute, but uh, you had to feel the eyes on you uh, from everybody around you.
1: It was intense, man. I remember because, you know, it it was like we, because we had a, a place where we're living. Uh, for like, cause we only moved twice. Well, only moved three times since we came here. So, so since 2012, the that's place pretty good. Were, yeah, where we lived. Uh, we then moved uh, places. I think six months in, because mm-hmm. uh, it was like a student hostel. But then it was like a common uh, common area for like things like uh, you know the, the kitchen, the laundry, and all of that. So obviously with the missus it was like nah, I can't do this. And then we moved into like a um, studio apartment uh then we were in that studio apartment until she got pregnant with my first one uh v and that was in 2017 so yep. we were there since 2013 until 2017 pretty much and, and then, then had here, uh, yeah then the baby we on here. Way. yeah so had the second one whilst we were already here so the the first one she was born whilst we were here and then the second one here so and this is like uh at least what three and a half years in now.
0: So, yep. yeah, pretty much. So you feel the eyes of people. You feel different now. Have, did you experience any racism verbally or uh, in job searches or anything there in Poland from people?
1: Well, I mean, having grown up, like, again, it's, I, I'm a practical person. Like, one thing I've learned to understand is that, you know, in life, generally speaking, you are always going to have bad people. Always. Yeah, but just because you're going to have bad people doesn't mean you're not going to have good people. So, having come from such a background, it's always been a case of, you know, I mean, I come from Zimbabwe. I come from a place where you literally had to knock on doors which where you might get a a wrong answer or where no one might actually pick up. But then eventually, if you kept knocking, someone was going to open up and then you get the opportunity, right? So coming here, it was a case of, okay, so we know the people, because they call them skinheads, uh, pretty much gothic dressing and, you know, like with bald heads and uh, like, you know, makeup and stuff like that. And it was always like a caution from my friends who were here, like people who I met here, like now nah, just be careful not to uh, be alone or something. If especially if it's after dark, because mm-hmm. if if you're by yourself, then they can always be you know weird towards you, especially if you're black. But then the only time I think I experienced it was I remember because I was walking with the wife, and then this is a park very close to where we lived. <clears throat> They were just walking and it was like day, day during the day, like midday, sun blazing mm-hmm. and stuff. And I noticed, so I only noticed like too late because there was one guy who was coming to us. He was coming at us. And then this guy, I only noticed like, you know, when you like just walking and just, you know, chatting and stuff and then you look up like, oh, crap. And then it was like right there. I think it was like four four steps away. And this when I noticed all oh, those boots, the leather pants and the big coat and stuff. And, oh, crap, this guy has, like, you know, piercings and stuff on his eyes and all of that. I was like, oh, shit, that has to be a skinhead. And then the main issue that made me, like, curious was my missus was on my left hand side. Uh-huh. And this guy was going to pretty much was going to be in between. So it was going to be that guy on the on my far left, then my wife and then me. Yep, that's how we're gonna cross paths, and I was like, oh crap. And then I, but I didn't want to startle her, so this guy would sort of like, you know, see it as a sort of like a, you know, like a confrontation of some sorts. So I just played it cool, but I kept looking at. it. I just looked at the guy like, yo, dude, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> if if you wanna do anything, fam, I promise you, I will come at you with all I've got, like that. I just looked at him like, nah, what uh-huh. what is happening here, right? And then we like crossing paths like as we were crossing paths. And I, I he looked at me he, like I because I, he looked at me back like and then he looked, you know, straight and then he looked back again and I kept like looking at him like yo, I'm ready for you, man. Try me man, like come on now. And then the guy spits in front of me. Like literally like, like a long spit and he just landed right in front of me.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh yeah, you, I'm shocked yeah. that's the only thing that they did, uh which but thankfully.
1: I, yeah, thankfully, and, and for me, and so when he did that, I, and I, I had the the, the the whole like the you know the, like the mean face like yo, I dare you do that again type of thing, and he just you know looked again and just kept walking. I was like yeah, uh-huh. keep walking, <laughs> and we just kept going, and she was like not getting it. Like, what the hell was that? Why would he spit? What? Hey, we need to talk to him. Like, I was like, nah, let's get out of here. We should right? make
0: friends. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, man. but that's
1: like uh, one of the only actual, like, I would say the only actual confrontation. Because soon after that, I mean, we only this was what this was. I think uh six, seven, yeah. Because we only had just moved to this other area, so I only because I just then decided to just get a car. Yeah. It was, when we left Zim, we had a car. But then when I got here, I was like, nah, we don't need one because the bus system looks okay and everything. So we don't really need one now. But then that happened. I was like, nah, I think we should just get something. So we immediately got something like a week later just so we could make sure, you know, uh, commuting to and from work or around was easier just be in the car or at least, you know, not really walking too much type of thing just so we could avoid that. So it pretty much has been like, I mean, there, there are obviously instances where, you know, Even drivers are just reacting in a weird way or just, you know, mouthing something off and stuff. But then main advantage is I'm not that good in Polish. So some of the words I won't really know what they're saying, they'll be yelling and stuff, and I'll be just smiling like, oh, hey, okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you know, it has been useful for sure. Like it's just been kind of useful like that, to be like that.
0: Right. Yeah. Man. That is all very interesting stuff, man. I I can't, I can't imagine Uh, You know, that's one of those things that I always, you know, this is a great example. Um, I experienced it one time in the sense of, well, I didn't experience it actually at all. uh, In this sense, Uh, I, I, I guess I had the empathy of, of really feeling it. So what am I getting at? So in Nashville in 2016 or 17, I think it was, I went to John Mayer concert. Of course, tons of white people. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> and I remember sitting up towards the top and I'm looking around in the arena. So, you know, I'm, I'm in the top of the arena and I can see down at the whole crowd. It's sold out. And I'm like, oh, my God, like there is an overwhelming amount of white people here. <laughs> and I'm like scoping around. Seriously, I remember this plain as day and I find a black guy that was uh, there. I think he was with an all-white group as well. Right. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, damn, like, really think about that. Like, this dude is is literally probably the only, I mean, not the only, obviously, but one of yeah, the right. only black people in here in a group of 20,000. That has right. to feel overwhelming. It has to feel different. Um, and it's just, it, I literally can't, I can't ever possibly empathize all the way um so it is very interesting to think about man um so speaking of all of that good stuff uh as you know very well there are, uh, is lots of that polarization going on here in the lovely great united states of america uh in which you know everybody here not everybody but you know all the Hardcore Americans think that America is just this great, fantastic, supreme, better than everything, I can hear you giggling, Uh, better than everything else country, yes. Um, First, before we get into kind of the Black Lives Matter and and perspective of being black and whatnot, what is your overall perspective of America?
1: I mean, I don't really man. It's not it's not a perspective per se because I've never been to the United States, um, so it's more like just based off of you know what we see, how even uh, your movies are depicted or your sitcoms or whatever. It's it's it seems to be a very much self-centered society where everything happens in America. Like if it's, you know, if it has the United States involved, then it's a world war. If it's, um, you know, if it has the, like, if it's going to be the second coming of Christ for, you know, Christian believers, for example, then it will probably happen in America. If it's the world that's going to end, then it's probably going to happen in America. You know, like everything.
0: Or America will save it.
1: Oh, yes. Or America will say, oh, yeah, that's the main one. (laughs) America will always save everything and everyone. Like if America is not affected, then it's going to be like that. So for me, it's always been a case of, ah, okay, well, this is interesting. Um, You always have to have, uh, you know, an American just you know do something and it's not just an american it has to be a caucasian american who's Mm. probably you know standing up to the masses and you know getting everything else in order and stuff like that so it's very funny like um because the more like when we moved here to poland for example this has been a great experience because besides just having access to like a lot of, uh, you know, uh, more information and stuff like that, it has kind of given me a perspective on the international type of view in general. Like Polish people are very proud people. Like you know, the, the Europeans in general, like you have German-speaking German in their German country. you have you know and and, and, and and you have Polish people speaking Polish, like Czech speaking Czech, uh, Austrians, you know, it's, it's the same German, but then they call it Austrian, right, uh, all of that stuff, the, the, the Dutch, the, it's, it's all there, like everyone, each to their own, and they don't care. If you come here, you have to speak our language. You will have a translator translate to you, but I'm speaking in my language and you listen in yours. I don't care type of thing. Uh So it's like, oh, this is interesting. So I feel like as, you know, as, as, as a person who's just looking from outside, it's more like, huh. Okay, so America is, you know, this great place. Cool. But what is so great about it? Like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like asking this, my, this question because I I mean, I have a few buddies, uh, like very close buddies who are actually citizens, as, you know, as well, like, you know, dual citizens and stuff like that. And I had a bunch of them come back to Zimbabwe like a while back. Like, hey, we, come, we came back. Like, why did you come back? And eh, the thing is, you know, I just wanted, you know, like something that's a bit slower, more calm, more realistic and everything. I want to, you know, get in touch with my roots. It's like, OK, cool. That makes sense. But it only made more sense once we moved here because it's more like, okay, so it's a fast paced life where today I can be working and then tomorrow I might be out of a job and I'm literally on the street and no one can actually help me because it's just like that. Why? Because everyone else is busy chasing after what they need, need to chase after. What is it that they need to chase after? hell everything is set up like it's it's a whole setup man like you have to wake up somehow and you have to make money somehow and you have to survive somehow because you're going to be paying bills for the rest of your life regardless like this is just the the ugly truth about you know these developed nations in general let alone america like you wake up you're born you're born you wake up uh the moment you start waking up early to go to um you know to uh, uh, daycare, for example, until you die, pretty much. You have to wake up and you have to actually work hard and you have to actually get paid and you have to actually pay after you know your bills and stuff like that. So um, my perspective, I mean, I, I, I went a bit all over the place there, but my perspective is like really, <sighs> like I, I can't put like a specific point there. Believe me,
0: you're, you're like, shy, you're... you're <sighs> there yeah. uh says enough man i i think that what you just explained was um phenomenal i mean i i you know to, the the absolute most obvious quote to me that sticks out of there uh is you know it seems very self-centered uh you're correct you are you are 100 percent correct I, of course i say that uh there may be some you know other americans that that yeah. think yeah that think otherwise but uh yeah, no, I, you, that was very, very interesting to hear. I think, you know, anybody that is listening in is going to agree for the most part. And it, it, it's unfortunate, um, you know, just as you said, it's those developed nations. It's not even just an American thing necessarily, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a Western culture, you know, Western developed nation, uh, type of thing. So man, that's a really, really good to hear. Um, we're well, not good to hear, but you know, uh educational, informative, good for people too here, um, but not good for America. You know, america is not this uh just yeah yeah, I mean like you said it's hard to put into words, ma'am. Um yeah. Yeah. so next thing that I wanna uh touch on is the uh the you know racism here in America and and, and you know the black lives matter movement and you know obviously you kind of mentioned there uh you know it's really only what you see in the news uh it's what you see right. there that they decide to show on the news or that you might you know see on my instagram or or hear from me uh or or hear from your you know your clients at work um what is your perspective of all of that in america and kind of the Black culture, I guess I would say specifically in America
1: right um, like I mean at the end of the day, it all comes down to where we come from, uh by where we come from, I mean, you know, just putting me as an example for like here, if everything really goes you know out of hand and I feel like I'm so uncomfortable. I know I can just pack my bags and get my family on a plane and I'm going back home. Yep, you understand. Home where I know even if I don't have anything, I can still find something to do because, you know, people look like me and they speak my language. I understand them, they understand me. So it's more like, okay, I'm comfortable. Uh, I would say this for me looks like where uh, the whole black lives in general just I I feel like it's important for a lot of uh, our uh, African American brothers and sisters to try and look at that and see how they can fix that because the main thing that has you know stood out the most for us people here and I, by us I mean me and my family because it's something that we've spoken about before like hey what is happening because right now I I can assure you this it's a case of anytime you think about okay so. Maybe we should move to the states. It's like, eh. But then what happens? You know, you know, our, our skin color there. We might not survive. Why? Because I might literally just go off for a jog and I won't be back. Why? Because someone just, you know, came after me because I was black. You know what I mean? So
0: I, mean, I remember it was us, our conversation what two weeks ago or so. You mentioned yeah. you know you have a one year old son, right? Yeah. So there's gonna be one it's tomorrow. Happy, uh, can, one happy tomorrow, birthday! Yeah. And so you know, he's gonna be in 12 years, 13 uh and who knows what could happen like you said if you move to exactly. the states so, and the same things could happen in Poland but right. there's no sense in in there's no it's, it's, there's nothing different
1: yeah it's it's so calm here man like i i've only been stopped by the police how many times here like i think twice and they, they it's the standard procedure hey so could i please have the car the car's documents the, the car's documentation and your documentation and then i you know at it, 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 one point it actually you know like it crossed my mind when i was just leaning down to the glove box like this i was like oh crap imagine if this was the states this police whatever officer might actually pull up a you know weapon at me like hey wh- wh- what are you doing and stuff like that i mean i chuckled a bit because i was like eh, okay that would be very odd though because it's kind of clear that i'm just reaching out to get some paperwork But then somehow some people get killed for this. You know what I mean? So, again, it's a a case of where you come from. It's a case of belonging. Like there's so much a person can do to you if you are at the mercy of, okay, so if this person kicks me out now, then what am I going to do or where am I going to go? People have stayed in abusive relationships in general because they were so far away from home because they couldn't just up and leave and go back home. You understand? Yep. So um, from my perspective, it's a case of um, these guys. By these guys, I mean, you know, um, by the minority in general. Like anyone who feels like, you know what, this place is uncomfortable, this place, they're killing us and everything. They need to probably start making Um, I feel like they need to start reaching out to where they come from, like their roots uh, to Africa, the motherland. They need to find that basis. Even if you're not from there, even if you don't have an actual connection to that, it might be worth it trying to just link up with someone from there. Africa in general is very good with people who are very accommodative. That's how we got enslaved in the first place. Our people were just happy, like... It's a, it's another person like we 200. we have what we call yeah we have what we call uh, Ubuntu. This just means being a person like being a person in the sense that it's being a good person. So if I see you on the road even if I don't know you, I can't just walk off. Especially if you're crying, if you fell, if you're looking unwell, like I just have to check in. Why? Because I would probably expect the same. This is Africa in general. Like people are brought up this way. So if a, an African-American would show up today on our airport, like in our airport in Zimbabwe and had nowhere to go, they would have someone who would respond to them if they asked a question like, hey, listen, so I'm new here. I'm trying to see if I can start my life. <laughs> they would have someone who would actually say, you know what? It's all good. Tell you what. You, Where did you come from? I came from the United States. Okay, so what are you doing? Uh, do you know anyone? No, I don't know. You know what? Just, let's go to my house it's like that and not have any sinister uh you know sinister thoughts or anything is plain old hey this is an african person or oh, this is a black person i want to help them out let's yep. go let me help you out yeah people have been messed over because of that but they still do it you know what i mean yep. there's still that level of trust especially when you see with the same color so what i'm getting at is um of course there was this whole slavery situation like a while back yeah yep. and you know now we are in the advanced stage of you know our human lives and everything like people are more aware people are more alive people are more uh there's never been you know as, as as massive uh amount of communication as is now get on a plane go check it out you know go meet people go see African people just go spend some time there you never know. You might like it. It might actually change you for a while. At the end of the day, what we're trying to get at is just everyone, every, if every one of those black people has, a, uh, has that understanding that, you know what? If this crap keep, keeps going in this direction, I can actually up and leave and go to Africa and people are going to love me there without even judging me by the skin of my, you know, by the color of my skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, no one's gonna care. I just I'm just gonna be one of them and then I'll probably need to learn the language and everything, but who cares? Yep. The, I'll be comfortable in the sense that, you know, peace of mind. You won't need to worry, you won't have to worry about okay, leaving your house or, you know, doing anything. And if it's like systems and everything, you know, you can set them up. Just like how, you know, these countries were built. Africa is ready to be built. People are still building anyway. So I don't know. For me, this is how, this is what I feel is, is kind of important to get your roots in order. Once your yep. roots are in order, it should be a bit easier for there to be um, a bit more in the sense that you can actually accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish. It's a, system, it's a systematic thing. You can't wake up today and expect these guys to change what they've been doing to, uh, you know, black people for the past so many hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. Like the United States is not a young country that it has been there forever, like for a very long time. And at every uh, corner, people have lost their lives trying to make it better and better and better. It's not working. It's clear it's not working. Yeah. This this has been fully established so far with what it is you're seeing, what it is that's happening, how they're responding. It's not working. Even if you have the bunch of um, minorities that are now in in Congress and all of that, they just, it's not enough. The system is set up for every one of those minorities to fail. It, it won't work. So what do you do? As Africans, we walk away, man. Just walk away from that shit. Find something else. Make it work. It's simple. I love it. because here's what I'm, because I know from an American, a black American listening to me speaking, I'm like, nah, you don't know shit. Why? Because you've never been here. You don't know how we live. You don't know how we do things and stuff. But I can assure you, man, people, it's a mind thing. Like, your mind is what needs to be actually reprogrammed in the sense that you need to understand, okay, so is this possible? Yeah, it's possible. What do I do? I can do one, two, three, four. As long as you you have a way, for me, you're done. Like, all you need is a way, a structure. I'm going to do A, B, C, D, E, and I'm going to check this out. Once I check this out, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. There's so many places, so many relatable places, everything works out eventually. But then you need to, you know, start doing that like for me that's what i think makes sense in terms of black lives in general yep even in in england and everywhere like people need to just have that fallback plan like
0: remember the route to the motherland exactly yep yeah i mean that's uh it's like a it's like a sale in business almost it's like when you have that second option when you have other things to fall back on there's far less power for the other side uh exactly. and you know here in the united states i think our government and our people excuse me get tied up in just like you said like fighting these battles that at the end of the day why not just leave yeah. uh, which i don't mean because there's you know there's 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 always this this like hateful lingo from the right side here of where people are like america sucks you know it's really sucks and they're like well if you don't like it get the fuck out well that's nah, not what i'm know. yeah that's not what i'm talking about because It it takes time to be able to do those things. It takes, you know, resources to be able to move and and figure those things out. But, uh, man, it's very interesting. One last thing I would love to hit on that I know um, you and and I both have uh, experience with is you, uh, you know, don't need to go into super specifics, but. You you work with a number of American companies professionally, you know, with a customer service right. and whatnot, and I can speak to it. And, you know, where where we met each other and uh, the job that I was on there, uh, yeah. I, as an American, you know, fully English speaking American, uh, was a supervisor and a lot of times had to take escalated calls from yeah. customers there in the United States that were so... Just ter- just ter- terrible I mean there there's no other way to describe it. I mean that I think um, was one of the very first times for me where I was able to see how Americans really treat people from outside of America because those are private conversations right those aren't those aren't things that you know the public hears those aren't things that tons of people hear So literally that person speaking and the things that people would say to some of you know our agents there that, that might have a you know very thick Polish accent or something else along those lines yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I just, just man, talk about that like you you experienced it yourself, I know it hurts you know even experiencing yeah. it yourself, and then, as a supervisor, taking some of those escalated calls from right. your people, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean um it is what it is man um people i, I again uh like I said. For me it's kinda of like simple because, you know, I, I, I I've always understood this. Like there's always gonna be like not so cool people. There's always gonna be cool people. But then you need to understand that there's always gonna be like people who have their opinions uh pretty much up their asses, you know, for lack of a better word. But um mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um it, it, it's it's kinda of weird because it's not just the uh, United States, actually, because I was working with British companies as well, and it's kind of the same. You oh yeah, have, again, yeah, Again, I
0: think what we should what we should group it as ultimately is the Western society.
1: Right. Yeah. So you know, I'm just saying, in terms of this whole entitlement, like, hey, I want to speak uh, to someone on, uh, you know, stateside. You know, you're not in the United States of America because you don't know the law. You know, federal law detects that. Blah 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 and blah blah blah. So I'm not going to speak with you. You are blah blah blah. I'm going to sue your company and it, like ah man, it was like oh my gosh, what is this stuff? And you remember this is how we then came up with the whole hey let's have a conversation about how we should respond to these people because I was kind of scared like you know oh, yeah? I don't want the person who's going to be causing any any you know like. Get, getting any losses coming your way simply because you know someone was entitled to speaking with someone stateside type of thing. You know what I mean? So yep. <laughs> it was a case of starting on you, know, you know unnecessary yeah.
0: stuff, just let it go in one ear, out the other. I
1: know, I know. So I was like, yo, these people are weird, man <laughs>
0: It's just weird. Just it, weird.
1: It's just weird. Like it's just a right, for example. Yeah. It's just a ride. It's just a product. You want it back, there's some terms and conditions that you have to adhere to. You are out of line, you're out of line. I can't do it. it, No one can do it. Even if you went to the CEO, he won't do it. Why? Because it's a business. You were late. It's simple. Yeah? This is it. This is is kind of like why I like German people, because Germans understand that a lot. Like, if it's done, it's done. If they're late, they're late. Hey, listen, I want to do A, B, C, D. Can it be done? No. No. Why not because this ah, okay cool okay cheers man cheers bye i want to do another order then let me do another one type of thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah but then <laughs> yo
0: not in like, america oh, <sighs> you can go again. i know it's not just america but that's uh, of course the perspective yeah, but, i have
1: it's, it's like dude and, and and you see the thing is you know when someone then starts yelling at you and then they start saying you know it's not even special anyway like your company's not all that and stuff like that and they Deep down, you're feeling like I should probably ask them. Like, if it's not all that, then why are you was- why are you wasting my time then?
0: Yeah. <laughs> why is your blood pressure boiling over right now exactly. over the phone?
1: But then it's a case of nah, you know, it, it's not all that. You know, you're not all that. Da da, da, da. I'm, You know, gonna take my services elsewhere. But well, yeah, okay, cool, it's fine. But yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna be able to do that. You know, obviously, because it's something that I specialize in a lot, like you know, quality. Um, analysis like soft skills and all of that so it was like nah you just have to keep your cool and ignore everything about that but it was so weird like it'd be like what the hell i had you know i had uh associates crying in some instances because yelling all the time like 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 literally like why are you crying oh my gosh she's she's so mad i don't i can't do anything for them like what you think so why why are you crying yeah because they're yelling at me like yeah okay (laughs)
0: <laughs> it, 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 we laugh about it we laugh about it uh but man that like some people were literally that fucking harsh excuse my french as, as i'm cussing uh that harsh you know that they would send people into tears it's it's crazy man that uh is whew, I, I very glad you came on here cliffy uh yes. that is i i'm telling you I, I think anybody listening is gonna i think it's just a You know, for people that uh, have a good understanding of the way the United States works, I think it's it's only just a re uh, reaffirmation of everything that that, you know, we kind of see. But it's again, it's it's really refreshing to hear from somebody who you've never been here, correct? You've never been to the States. You've literally never stepped foot here. I mean, obviously you have a good perspective you you know you're very educated very smart you do your research you have a job you know that you work here with people but still never yeah. been here uh uh-huh. and and yeah. that perspective is very interesting man is there anything cliff that we have not talked about or anything that you want to cover
1: nah uh, i mean but there's so much we can
0: talk about, man. Show yeah. me, yeah. We'll 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 talk about it plenty off the off the script here, off the record. Yeah. Um, I appreciate about, uh, appreciate you coming yeah. on very much, Cliff, man. And like I said to everybody listening, I'm sure I will reiterate this a thousand times, but uh, Poland is seven hours ahead. So right now it is uh, seven. Like, yeah. Two, so 10. two ten a. M. There in Poland. Uh, appreciate you for coming on in the middle of the night. Um. And uh, you know, he's got a family working a job, working from home, in school, grinding yeah. like grinding like a mofo, trying to make big things happen. And and I have no doubt in my mind that big things will happen for Cliff um yes, as Appreciate you continue to work, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thank you so much, Cliff, for coming on. Uh yes, and everything will be of course on midpark.com. If you want to have any follow up questions for Cliff, let me know and we we'll, we can get that done. But Cliff, you are the man.
1: Of course, man. Take care, kid. See yes, ya. Sir.
0: And that is Uh, is a cool dude. There are there are uh, few people that I come across where I'm just, I, I I'm just like man, he's fucking cool. Just I mean, just genuinely calm, cool, collected. Clifton is one of those people for me. I, I and I don't mean that any in any sarcastic way. I know sometimes I say shit like that can come off sarcastically, but I I mean that very seriously. Um, LeBron James is another one, for, for example. You know, I, I I have always just thought LeBron is just the coolest dude. Uh, you know, outside of course of his stardom, but I mean, you know, he has a father as a person, just a, again, you know, a, a perfect example of how to carry yourself. For me, uh, you know, I know. Everybody, of course, has their own uh, opinions on that matter. But for me, um, Clifton is one of those people for sure. So, Cliff, if you're listening, man, I I know that I look up to you, um, you know, what what perspective you and and several others there in Poland have provided for me. uh, I hope, you know, it has been uh, passed to the audience here, you you know, um, I'm going to have a. Some other folks from 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 that uh side of the the world joining the mid park family here coming up, and we'll have more on that as well too to get some other perspective but um uh, really, really hope and and I don't think I need to hope too much i'm I'm pretty sure you uh got <laughs> what what I did out of that as well too, and that's just understanding that there's far more to the world that than than any of us could ever know uh in one lifetime or or see in one lifetime or experience um you know growing up in canton ohio um it's not a small town i mean you know i didn't come from a rural area or anything it's a normal suburban town Um, can itself is maybe even a little bigger than most suburban areas uh, but either here nor there um You know, I was raised in the, in the same house, like physical house for the first 18 years of my life, went to the same school, saw the same people. This is to no fault of my parents or, you know, anybody around me. I mean, this is the case for most people. Um, you know, you grow up, um, and and you, you know, you read things in, in history books and, and whatnot, of course. Um and 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 you learn about things in social studies class, uh, but it never seems realistic until you actually start to experience them in life. Of course, for me, anyways. Um, so you know, I go to college, and and that's the first real exposure you get to other people and other ways of life, and and uh, you know, ultimately, what I'm getting at is, I've of course come to now having friends all over the world. Um whether I've met them or not, uh, in person. Um, you know, I, have have been fortunate enough to have jobs that have connected me with people or, uh, just met, you know, through various channels or, or platforms, but, uh, been very thankful that, that I have that in my life. And, and just really, like I said, hope to pass that perspective along to you guys, because it is so very valuable. Um, you know, really connecting with people from other countries and other cultures and, um, hearing things for me was, was, you know, and I don't mean to get political. I'm just trying to provide perspective. Like all of that for me was like right around the time when Donald Trump and that whole energy started to come about in the United States, you know, about five years ago, um, in my early to mid twenties. And, you know all of that together, and and seeing you know again the <laughs> the the rough parts of of uh, what I would say as our society and humanity, and then understanding that uh, most parts of the other world are just as fine and dandy as as you know things are here, um, really opened my eyes to knowing that. Yeah, America ain't shit. <laughs> it's it's really not. Um, and, you know, it's it's great. I don't mean to say it's like it's terrible. You know, we have freedom in America. We have uh, we have a lot of wonderful things in America, but it is not the supremo, number one, only option in the world that many people uh have portrayed for years here. Um, uh, especially. You know, as you again, for those of us that grew up in the 90s and 2000s, I think that was really pushed in the cultures like America is the best, you know, there ever was. But um, technology and and allowing us to connect with other parts of the world, um, you know, I just that kind of that that just dawns on me as I'm talking here. But of course, technology has been a big reason why. Um, we've been able to expand, uh, you know, as a culture and society and socially, uh, so rapidly and and so easily, you know, never before have I been able to, uh, have two, three, four different options, uh, of an online platform to be able to connect with somebody in Warsaw, Poland, to record a podcast and publish it online in a matter of, uh, a few days with no cost. I mean, I did not pay anything for that. We, we, we met on Skype. I recorded the conversation on Skype and I uploaded it here to my, my podcast platform. Uh, and there's no cost to either of those. Um, you know, you couldn't do that, whether there was a cost or not. I mean, some, some point you literally couldn't even do that at all. Um, and then of course, you know, toll free or not, and or calling long distance and, all of that good stuff growing up is all gone. And I mean, it's just so very easy to connect with other parts of the world. And um, yeah, I just I know I'm, I'm kind of saying all of the same points here in a number of different ways. But uh, I just really want to round it out to encourage you to always keep a wide, wide range perspective. Always keep a wide range of people in your life. Always keep uh, people in your life. that are going to keep you in check that are going to uh you know really just help you grow. Um yeah, I mean I I Cliff is a perfect example. Like I just re- summarized. I mean, he is somebody who he and, and a number of people like I said, I don't want to leave out others as well uh in Poland there, but Cliff, you know, is a great example of uh somebody who has helped me understand life uh and grow, you know, even further. So can't thank him personally enough. Cliff, I know you're listening and you're going to hear this. And like I said, man, I look up to you and I know others as well do here as well. Um, uh, but that's it. I'm going to uh, wrap it up here. And there will be more on midpark.com for the wrap up article later this week. I'll make sure I post that on social media so everybody knows. Um, and then, of course, I mentioned a few times here uh, uh, the first. Uh, trial run here of doing two different episodes, I guess, at the same time. Uh, But uh, if you have not yet, go over and listen to the Midpark Podcast, uh, or excuse me, Midpark Power Podcast, uh, which was also published today, uh, which is kind of the main episode for the Midpark Multimedia Podcast uh, each month, going over some music, going over some politics, some personal opinions, some good news stories, all the good stuff. Uh, but go check that out. Uh, and if you already did, please, uh, again, uh, please know how much I appreciate you. Uh, that's it. We're going to wrap everything up. Um, and if you have any questions for Clifton, if you want to know anything about his experience, about his life, please let me know. Um, you know, it, it, I can connect you in any way. I can ask him. I can reach out for you. Just let me know. You know, it, it, like I said, uh, he, I know he is open to always providing uh, information and perspective to people. So let me know if you have anything to follow up with Clifton about. Uh, but folks know that this is an independently run website and all kinds content associated is managed by individual contributors. This site is entirely anti-establishment and does not accept money from corporate sponsors. Power of the people. We will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day and the week ahead.